superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's addicted to success and that's okay. This is the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bless the Clippers, man, with Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson splashes another one home. Mr. June, as you texted me last night, Chris. <laughs> Mr. June. The Rich Eisen Show. Up and under with a little English from Reggie Jackson. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA analyst and NBA champion Richard Jefferson. Coming up from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran. Plus ESPN MMA journalist Ariel Helwani. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. A lot of NBA talk in hour number one with Richard Jefferson. We'll have some more to come with their NBA version of Overreaction Monday, uh, which we normally do during the football season exclusively. But when uh, so much goes down in an NBA playoff weekend, like an MVP of the league getting ejected in what turned out to be a, a series ender. As I said in hour number one, uh, Jokic's Zidane moment, where Zidane, if you remember, headbutted an opponent and got sent off. And I guess a game four of a, a Western Conference semifinal does not have the same yeah. oomph as a World Cup final against a, a hated rival in Italy. And his final match ever. Ever, yeah, I know. And also, <laughs> they meant to throw that headbutt, whereas yeah, yes. Joker, I don't think, meant to hit Cameron. I, he did hit Cameron I, Payne, by the way. It wasn't... He I just think, him. but but his wind-up, I think, was a moment of uh, lack of clarity. I mean, the, the yeah. wind-up did not require him to slap at the ball like that with his huge-ass yeah. wingspan. I mean, I mean, to paraphrase was, David Stern, he was not a peacemaker in that process. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. By the way, his... Dead stare into Devin Booker when that scrum was happening. That was frightening. Yeah, like, come at me. I mean, like, he he was like the Joker. First of all, he's seven foot 270, and he's just like locked into you with no emotion. Yeah, like, you don't want to fight. Eyes, Can we just right? prop that, up man. Devin Booker here, though, for, like, coming to his teammates' defense? Well, he, he was not backing down from Joker. There. No, but if you know anything about Devin Booker, like, that, Devin Booker does that all the time. He will be the first one to. Jump in the scrum, so but just let him fight. That would have been awesome. Him and Chris Paul combining uh, in that game yesterday for seventy-one points. And Devin Booker in the two closeout games against the Lakers and last night had forty-seven against LA in the closeout game, thirty-four last night. Seventy-one points, fourteen rebounds, and eleven assists combined for Paul and Booker. See you later. Get out. Done. Plus, I hope a lot of the young basketball players that were watching that, instead of shooting 30-footers, I hope they really paid attention to what Chris Paul did. Move your game to that elbow 
right next to the foul line, Chris Paul ate there all night long from the elbow. Yeah. And that mid-range game seems to be a lost art. If I'm a kid now, I'm watching that. Yeah, it's cool to go shoot 30 feet. You want to make the shot, perfect your mid-range game. And Booker, game, too. Man. Two of the best mid-range players yeah. maybe in the league right now. But Chris had that spin where he had like 10 straight and it was all from the elbow. Yeah. And, and then tonight, it was pretty to watch. Tonight, the... T.J. Jefferson double dip of oh, Sixers man. and Clippers back getting to re- back. Will you get real the sweep tonight? tonight? You're going to get the sweep tonight? You're going to get a sweep tonight. Oh, man. How many sweeps have you had on a single day this? Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, we, there's so many I can't keep counting. No, you haven't. Zero. Don't lie. <laughs> I think the answer is zero. <laughs> Hold on. Do we get it Saturday? No, the clip. The, the Sixers played Friday. Yeah. yeah. That's the last time we saw him. The T.J. sweep tonight. Here we go, brother. <sighs> Boy. Don't don't ring my phone. Don't text me. Not like anyone calls me or texts me anyway. But I'm just saying. You're gonna be out of commission tonight for about five hours. <laughs> I don't understand? Why do you just get off your phone? I mean, how are you? Because you're tweeting. Why don't you respond to a text if you're going on Twitter? <laughs> and you're also, by the way, the number of times that T.J. Jefferson doesn't respond to a text, and then I see a tweet of like, I just rewatched this video five times, and each time I'm like. <laughs> Like, like respond to me. Like, like he's looking at. I told he, you guys he looks, he looks at to whether somebody stepped on a three point line before a shot or whether this was a travel <laughs> or whether the feet were set like a Zapruder film and he won't respond to a text from his friends. So I, t- game. I told I you guys last, last week, Rich apparently had been texting me. My phone was dead. I was yeah. using my laptop. So my phone was dead for like an hour. I charged it up. phone is dead. How does your phone, phone die? die? You're in charge See, of Rich Eisen's show social a, media. Your phone should never die. Well, there's also a laptop that you use to do the exact same thing. So I was doing that. But the point is, I charged my phone, and the first yeah. thing I see is Rich text me going, I see you tweeting. Why yeah. don't you call me back? Right. right. <laughs> Another moment during this weekend that was phenomenal because we, you know, we have our new segment. You should check it out on our YouTube page. We tweeted it out as well. Crystal Ball. I think we're going to keep that again where we decided on Friday to crystal ball the sports headlines six months from this day. And I know sometimes it's difficult to pay something off from one show to another, let alone one show to one that's six months later. But we will do that in December. Long story short, though, we're going to do that again. Maybe we should do it two weeks from now or three weeks from now. We'll figure it out. But, I, you know, when we came up with the idea of crystal ball, Del Tufo said last week, oh, I've got one in my house. Yeah, so I, I, text, f- I text him one last night. He said, I got one in my house. I think I got one in my house. <laughs> right? You guys heard that, right? Yeah. You guys yeah. heard that. And it well, was wonderful. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, <laughs> like, you know, he's got a million Olaf, you know, ceramic things and whatever. And he's got a lot there. Oh, I've got a, a crystal ball in my house. So I text him last night around like 7 o'clock or whatever, 7.30. I text him like, bring your crystal ball in the tomorrow. Which, by the way, I've never said to another human being <laughs> Why would in my you? entire life. It's like basically, will you bring your magic mirror to put on our wall in the in 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 in, in the studio? And Del Tufo, say what your response. I was. responded, I don't have any clue where it is in my storage. And you're like, all good. You just said you have one at home. Yeah, that's, that's right. All good. You just yeah, said yeah, you, you have one. Storage but, uh, downstairs. Yeah. I got to go. Storage dig is downstairs. Through. See, yeah, I thought storage car, was. Like, I thought it was storage no. was like another unit, like Walter no, 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 White no, no, outside no, no, of no. town. It's in another. Different type of uh, you know things in that storage unit. Just cold hard cash. You never know. Spoiler alert. Oh. All right, so do you have a crystal ball or you do not have a crystal I, it's ball? It's somewhere in my boxes in my storage. I mean, I'd have to find it. You can it. order one out of, off of Amazon. At Rich Eisen Show right now, do you ever let your phone battery die? <laughs> let it Never. 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 Dude, when my that phone battery That means you guys are gets, married to your phones. No, married? It's called we charge them. My screen time has been down two straight weeks. I don't know how the hell that Hold happened. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> Ooh, let's oh, check. But, no, let's but, check. But, but, but it, no, it, seriously, when my phone gets down to like 5% or 4%, 
My mood changes. My, it, it changes. My it's phone like a, is never below 50%. Exactly. Wow. I'm a Brockman. Well, because like when I'm in the car, they're on the charger. Got to keep that full. You never know what's going to happen. I'm down 54 from last week. 54%. Screen time? Yeah. You must be working a lot. No, I'm out on the boat. Out on the boat. boat. Water. Okay. So uh, a couple of uh, headlines pierced my weekend bubble. First one is involving a friend of the program and somebody who I got to meet and enjoyed my time chit-chatting with him whenever I saw him and... You know, we always went at it with each other because my alma mater dislikes his and his definitely dislikes mine. That's Le'Veon Bell. I'm becoming quite concerned that he is slowly Xing his way out of the National Football League. We sensed it. A lot of people said at the time when he was, whatever he was doing with the Steelers, that he is making a mistake. He's not making money that he will ever earn back. And then he signed that contract with the Jets, and it's still like, hey, there was a bunch of money that he never collected because he never appeared for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the year before he wound up with the Jets. And this is the cautionary tale that some will be telling Aaron Rodgers, whose latest involving him was another headline that pierced my weekend bubble I'll get to in a second. Holding out. You think you might be doing management in a way that they've been that they're doing you. You think you're going to screw them over. But certainly at the running back position as we know before James Conner had a high ankle sprain that year, they were doing just fine at that position. And sure, the Le'Veon Bell that we saw in Pittsburgh, the Steelers could have absolutely used in a season that did not wind up in the Super Bowl. And the killer bees of Bell and Brown with Big Ben is as good as the league has seen at quarterback, running back, wide receiver this century. But Le'Veon decided he was not going to take whatever money the Steelers were putting on the table, and he'll show them, and he wound up signing with the Jets, and be careful what you wish for. As we all know, that went Right down the tubes. Right down the tubes. New coach comes in, general manager who signed him. Coach didn't want him. We all heard that. Boy, did that go to crap fast with the Jets. And then he winds up with the Jets releasing him. Andy Reid takes him. And nine games Le'Veon Bell played for the Kansas City Chiefs last year, but he did not appear in the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And when... An Instagram post was put up this weekend involving Bell and the Chiefs or what have you. He posted, I'll, I'd never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first. <laughs> now then, not every coach gets along with player and not every player gets along with a coach. Every single player that's ever played for Andy Reid, I've never heard anything like that before. Anything like that before. Andy Reid plays the hot hand at running back, and that's the end of that. With the exception, I guess, of Brian Westbrook. But the good thing for Westbrook and, the, and Andy Reid and the Eagles, Westbrook was always the hot hand. Always. You go to a team that's got uh, a kid in Clyde Edwards-Elair who they draft with their first-round selection coming off of a Super Bowl. Well, you know, you, you have to understand it going in, they're going to give these kids, this kid the reps or... 
And he goes down, and Le'Veon was actually playing. Scored two touchdowns. And then he tweets out an apology, it seems like. Uh, Although he doesn't say apology, he tweets out, I said what I said, and I don't regret at all what I said. For those who have a personal problem because of what I said, that's fine. You have your right. Just understand, I also have my right for how I feel about my personal problem with dude because of what he said to me. We don't know what he said to him. Could have been like, I'll play or whatever, or, you know, come here and you'll get reps or whatever. You'll get time, and then he doesn't. I'm genuinely concerned that uh, Le'Veon Bell, one of the, he was one of the best we've seen at the position. Running, catching, matchup nightmare, and then running behind a line. I don't know, who else has had that sort of running style where you kind of body surf your way through a hole? Like, he was amazing. And then holds out on the Steelers, goes to the Jets, now the Chiefs, and he's unsigned. I'm genuinely concerned for Le'Veon Bell not getting another gig. How old is he? Is he even 30 years old yet? I know he was getting up there towards the end of his Pittsburgh Steeler by up there in the, in the, the mid to late 20s, but... 29. 29. This is it. Once you hit 30 in the NFL, it's tough to get an opportunity. Unless your name's Frank Gore or Adrian Peterson. Going to the Hall of Fame like Le'Veon Bell seemed destined for. He's, he's going to need a ticket to get in the Hall of Fame now. And then there's the comment that was made publicly by a man who said, the less said publicly, the better. (laughs) When it comes to Aaron Rodgers Uh, and what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy, this very weekend was at an event at Lambeau Field. Subject of Aaron Rodgers comes up, and according to NBC26.com, because we give uh, attribution here, Mark Murphy, when asked about Rodgers and the standoff, if you will, quote, I'm often reminded, though, of Ted Thompson, as most of you know, just a great general manager, passed away this past year, or excuse me, earlier this year. He often talked about Aaron, that he's a, and it wasn't just Aaron, a lot of different players. He would say, He's a complicated fella, so I'll just say that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Okay. Hey, fella. (laughs) Offhand remark? Yes. Offhand remarks are exactly why Mark Murphy said in black and white, in a monthly statement to fans on Packers.com, less said the better. Because an offhand remark can set things off. This may be based on my emotional scars from the lockout year of 2011, hosting a football show every single day on NFL Network, NFL Total Access during a lockout, hosted a draft during a lockout, free agency period during a lockout. Hey, top five free agent running backs at the position If there's a season, and if there's a season, there could be totally different rules, so we don't know what the salary cap is. But hey, here's the five guys. Let's talk football. Literally, every single day, I'm like, there's got to be a break. They're going to come to terms. They've got to come to terms. They've got to figure this thing out, right? 
because the alternative isn't good for anybody. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Exactly what we're talking about for Green Bay. There's not billions on the line. There's not an entire industry that would stop. Totally understand. It's not a collective bargaining agreement between a bunch of billionaire owners and a large group of millionaire athletes that's unionized as one. Totally different story. But the whole idea of they've got to come to on a terms like it's better. I mean, what's the alternative? No football? Really? What's the alternative? Well, that thing went to, it didn't go to midnight. It went to 12.05 and then 12.10 and then it was 12.15 in the morning. And it's just like, what the hell? But any statement said by anybody could set anything off because it's a very emotional subject. Certainly if you're dealing with a complicated fellow. And that statement, if you are somebody who is a thinker, somebody who is deep, somebody who works on their mental state, somebody who holds a grudge potentially, does that sound familiar to anybody? Calling that individual a complicated fella in public, even if you're just making a chuckle offhanded remark attributing it to another (laughs) general manager in the organization can be construed by said complicated fella as, oh, so I'm the one who's complicating things. Not you drafting my replacement. You didn't complicate things. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my reaction to you doing that, starting the clock financially on getting him on the field as my replacement. But I'm the complicated fella, right? Oh, boy. The less said, the better. Yeah. You wrote it yourself. No more. Cancel all the events. Blow them out. Hold them virtually. That's why I'm telling you, when the share, when's the shareholder meeting? When's your shareholder meeting, Mike? Uh, I didn't Ooh. get the uh, letter yet. Uh, you don't know. I, you I, have no, no yes. idea. You I have no idea yet. when your pet rock, the sports of the pet rock of sports ownership yeah, of the Green Bay Packers. The team, when, is when is it? July 26th oh. at, at 11 a.m. Oh. at Lambeau Field. <laughs> Mike, you should be getting your materials oh, mid to late June. Boy. There you go. I didn't get the materials oh, yet. I'll bring them in for you. What a hoot nanny that's going to be. Because you know what's number one, number two, number three, number four, number five on the agenda for Cheesehead Nation? (laughs) The complicated fella. And how complicated is this fella going to be? Because he's the complicated one, right? He's the one not here. He's the one under contract, right? Oh. But it's just a comment. It's just one comment. It's nothing. We're just blowing it up in the media. We'll see. We'll see what the complicated fella has to say when he is teeing off with Bryson DeChambeau in a live microphone with a lot of people chirping at him like Brady and Mickelson and Barkley and Sam Jackson. Chirp, 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 chirp. When's Brady going to chime in with a shot of DeChambeau and Rogers? Two complicated fellas 
teeing off against me and Phil Mickelson, two champions. Oh, just these the memes and the the Instagrams write themselves. We'll take a break. Come on back. We'll talk about Tom Curran. He's a simple fella. <laughs> and I say that with all due respect. With all due respect. <laughs> Damn it, I should have said the due respect before. Yeah, flip those. That's next. Talking Patriots football in a moment. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. How has life changed for you? Obviously, we're living in unique times, but before all that, and during all this, that you're you're you reached your professional pinnacle in that regard. Finally, after a long wait, how has that changed things for you? Yeah, you know, I I, I told my wife, I said, here here we've been doing it a long time, uh, and a lot of the guys are we've been together for a long time here, coaches and and. Um, so we've got like uh, 221 wins uh, and, and all of a sudden that 222nd win, four hours of football all of a sudden changes kind of everybody's perspective of things and uh, about you um, and, the, and the organization. And it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's a neat deal. Uh, the, the thing is, once you taste it, then you, you want to get back. So you, you, uh, like every coach, we're, we're shooting for this thing, but even adds a little bit more to it um, after you've been there. And then Mahomes, the memories of you just sitting next to Mahomes, just sitting right next to him as soon as he comes off the field, just chit-chatting. Um, how, how do you think that helped his development and, and, and did lead to the guy who's like, let's use the Wasp, you know, in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl trying to turn things around? 
Yeah, um, listen, it, it's a it's a trust thing. Um, I know he 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 wants to be the best. He's not going to sit there and boast about that and tell people. But he wants to be he wants to maximize all of his potential. As a coach, you love that. So he wants you to give him one more thing to even be greater than what he already is. And you can appreciate that. And he's going to do nothing but get better, Rich. That's what's so and great. I know it's it, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? I mean, what, what does he have to improve on, Andy? What 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 do you? Well, think? I joke him. I say, listen, quarterback is a lot like being a farmer. Like the work's never never done. There's something in the game that you can that you can work on, and then it's our responsibility to give him new challenges. And and so there, there's so much you can do. Uh, offensively and football right now, and they're, they're really there. No, there's no rules as far as there. I mean, there are certain rules. We still got to stop at red lights, but it's uh, there, there's a lot of ways to get to it. So um, the 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 expansion, I guess, of offenses with the way the colleges are playing now is greater than it's ever been, and and we're able to utilize more field than we've ever used. And so uh, let's explore that. And let's not say anything's impossible until we prove it's impossible ourselves. Let's try that. And then and then we'll see where we end up. You know, who knows? I was Andy Reid a couple months after winning the Super Bowl, sitting in his basement during a pandemic. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Last hour, uh, we talked about a holdout that uh, fewer in the NFL are talking about. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, not at Patriots, mandatory minicamp, making uh, a mere $7 million. That's a, a mere bag of shells for a shutdown corner who's a former defensive player of the year, certainly on a team that spent $160 million or so on free agency. We played a soundbite of Bill Belichick being asked if Stephon Gilmore was there, and he said, well, we haven't checked in yet. We don't, we don't know. I think he was talking about the weather was bad. People were either in or not. They didn't know. Uh, but uh, there was one intrepid reporter uh, who refused to let that stand. Uh, a follow-up question had to be asked, and that was uh, uh, by Tom Curran. Give a listen. You you understand how the operation works. We don't see people out there at mandatory minicamp. Are you saying let's not go over the barricades here? If there's a, it's not that big a deal, in other words. No, I'm saying today's the first day. They just got in here a little while ago. Uh, I'm not sure. If everybody is here, um, we didn't take attendance at the meeting, um, but we'll find out, you know, who's here and who isn't soon enough. All right. Thank you. That includes the players that were here last week and the players that weren't here last week and everything else. All right. So let's take attendance. Chris Brockman, are you here? Present. Uh, TJ Jefferson, are you here? Are you here? TJ Jeff- Okay. Uh, Mike Del Tufo, are Present. you here? Uh, Tom Curran, are, are you here? Yo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a present, Tom. Do yeah. I take that as a present? <laughs> Just so as, uh, as it turns out, no Stefan Gilmore today. Also, no Chase Winovich nor Byron Cowart. So there were three absences. What's going on? Uh, Gilmore being the most noteworthy, Rich, because, you know, he is paid $7.5 million, and the best guys at the position are making close to 18, and Steph has averaged $14 million over the course of his contract. Last year of the contract, 31 years old, torn quad, once more dough, what are we going to do? Why aren't the other guys there, Tom? Well, weather. Huh. So the- I mean, that, that, that was to me, and 
You know Bill very well. Yes. I know Bill very well. We've both observed him for a long time. To make it sound like the Patriots are the suddenly the kid running down the driveway with his book bag open and chewing on a donut and heading for the bus at the beginning of minicamp is, is a huge stretch. They're very organized. They know everybody is there. I mean, Malcolm Butler showed up late because his flight was delayed for OTAs in 2015, and they didn't put him on the field for three weeks, and that was after the Super Bowl pick. Bye, <laughs> 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 ah, Bill. Uh, it's okay, though. Okay, <laughs> so uh, do we do we get over the barricades, to use your phrase here? or what, no, what do you think? I just think that our ears perk up and we peek over them mm-hmm. and see what's going on. And to me, when we look at this, I think Bill saying that is an indication that he doesn't really feel like ratcheting things up at the moment. He understands what Steph's gripe is, but he, again, he's coming off a torn quad that cost him the last five games of the season. He mm-hmm. had surgery. Before he gets any kind of a bump, and he did get a bump last year, he's going to need to show up and show that he can run on it. And if he wants an extension, he's definitely going to need to show up and show that. Um, he wants to be here is my definitive understanding. Stephon Gilmore does not want to leave the Patriots. So I would call it... Uh, can we say impasse instead of loggerheads? Yes, we can. We can <laughs> yeah. use whatever phrase you'd like, but not it, loggerheads. No, but you, you, you know, again, we're at that part of uh, uh, of the NFL, you know, year and season where it's like, is this uh, real or not? You know, right. and you know, and and even Cam's injury from a couple of weeks ago, is this real or not? And now I don't say that that he was faking it, but I mean, like, is this significant? enough to affect something that happens in the fall or not, and it looks like that's the or not, that he's back in yeah, the Yeah, and he didn't have a great practice today. Rainy day out here mm-hmm. in uh, New England, mm-hmm. rainy in Boston, and he w- labored a bit. He was the least accurate of the three. Hoyer didn't throw much, so Mac Jones had a good practice, and um, Stidham was pretty accurate, and Cam you know, was a little bit erratic to the point where he was frustrated and kind of thrown off to the side. Now, is that rain is that thumb is that just cam hard to say but we're going to enter a, a period of time over the next two days with this mini camp where we're kind of watching how he throws because he this is a legitimate competition how does uh, walk me through what the competition is i mean what 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 does it really look like or when you say competition that that it could be stidham's gig like week one they 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 re-signed cam and they they uh, draft a quarterback in the first round for the first time since Bledsoe, and it could wind up being Jared Stidham anyway, literally, is what you're saying? The other guy. Hoyer? No, the other guy. Who's the other guy? Mac Jones. Hmm. Uh, they are agog. I used agog and loggerheads. Um, they are agog. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? He's just... The word is, the, their sense is that he is further along than any rookie quarterback they've had passed through the system, period, since 2000. He just gets what he's expected to do, and because he's shown this ability and the aptitude, they are putting a lot on him already in the passing camp and in the mini camp. They want to see how much he can handle so that when training camp begins, it can be a, a competition. Bill loves Cam Newton. 
And I think that Mac Jones has to win by knockout over everybody. He has to knock out Stidham. It has to be clear. And he would have to knock out Cam. And Cam would have to be an impediment to the offense working well. But Mac Jones has not the door wide open, but it sure isn't slammed shut on him. Well, look, Tom, I mean, we know the stories. You, 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 you know them as well as anybody that when Brady came – trotting out on the field after Mo Lewis blew up Bledsoe that, you know, we were all saying, well, that's the end of that. But many in New England were like, well, here comes a kid who had a better summer than anybody else. And yeah, and, and, and and so I, I totally um, believe that. Um, but the, the, the reason why I kept on going to everybody but Mac Jones is that, you know, um, is this really going to be Belichick's umpteenth season? And he's just going to start the the rookie and do the the just like what everybody else is the 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 ups and downs uh, with a rookie quarterback, which we're assuming it's going to be because the Brady stuff only happens once in a lifetime. But of course, it would be very Belichick in New England if it's the second one. But walk me through that. Yeah, one awesome quote from that week after Brady leapfrogged Damon Hewitt to become number two during training camp right was belichick standing up and there was some reporters saying how come you're not going to go to heward here he's got more experience he spent three million dollars to sign him as a backup and belichick said look i just don't think i'm going to be standing here every single week talking about all the things that tom brady did wrong and that i that stuck with me forever because it wasn't about he's going to rip it up he's going to do things that Bledsoe can't it was just look he's not going to poop his pants out there. And if Mac Jones can show that aptitude, I think it's still a less than 20% chance, probably less than 15% chance that he's starting the opener. Believe me, I'm not trying to overstate it. I'm just saying there is going to be competition. It's not an anointment the way Bill has kind of indicated. And I think that the reason he keeps saying Cam's the starter is because he understands there's a question as to whether or not Cam can be the starter because there are limitations to what he can do in the in the passing game. No, I, 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 I love this. This is so fascinating. If this kid, it, if this kid starts the first game, it's a complete rewind to 20 years ago. This is the greatest beat in professional sports history. <laughs> it really is amazing, and just having a front row seat of seeing Belichick. At a you know the crossroads is a stupid word for it, but I I I, I don't know what is the word for it. It could be autumn. reboot. I, I, what's the word for it? Call it autumn. Yeah, the reboot, the autumn. I mean, I've I've called it. Look, he had a 1.0 dynasty. Oh, 2000 to 2009. He had a 2.0 dynasty. 2010 to 2019. And really, this is a 3.0. Can he reboot it again? You're, you're exactly right. Well, because we've not seen New England with a first-round drafted quarterback coming off of a free agency season in which they spent $160 million in ownership of a third-place schedule. I mean, it's, it really is something we have not seen uh, in the Belichick era in New England. And just seeing – does it seem to me – again, he does seem, you know – I know he probably would blanch at the word revitalized, but this this does seem to have energized him in a way. He's into it. I think. Right. I think there was a fatigue with the Brady and Gronkowski thing. And look, Bill was spending second round picks on Mohamed Sanu just to make sure you could milk everything. He was putting up with 
Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown and going to ownership and dealing with all that stuff because you just had to milk that cow as long as you could. And the cow's gone. It was a beautiful cow elsewhere. Other people are getting the milk. But now he's got a new cow. These others are fresh. Mm. I hear <laughs> so you. I think that he, there is there's a lot to it that, you know, it's different. It's new. His kids are with him. Um, he's set for life in terms of his legacy and what he's doing. So I'm not saying he's doing it for, you know, poops and giggles, but the heat is not necessarily on. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston. A few more minutes left with the uh, Patriots insider as the Patriots hold their mandatory minicamp. What happened with them and Julio Jones? Because that would have put him, we, we would be having, a, I think, an even more different conversation. If he did cough up the two for Sanu, uh, and I understand that that was a totally different mm-hmm. set of circumstances with Brady in a, a remaining window of opportunity, what, what, why not this time around for either Cam or his kid that he might start week one based on what you're saying you're seeing uh, or what they're seeing out of Mac Jones so far, first blush? What happened with Julio? It's got to be the 15.3, the fact that Tennessee was willing to pay full freight, and Mm. then they've now mortgaged a little bit by having Tannehill redo his deal, so he's got a $41 million cap hit, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the kind of chaos that that invites, and I think that Bill got out of that particular frying pan. Even though he spent all this money, Patriots still had like $16 million in cap space, Um, and they're not going to be in a bad place even though they spent all the money that they have. They're not going to be in a bad place in the next couple of years. Inviting in a 31-year-old wide receiver who would be making 15.3, which is, you know, and you already have Steph Gilmore with a cap hit of 16 and Dante Hightower with a cap hit of 12, and you'd be like, what are we doing? <laughs> so I think if they weren't asking for someone to take full freight Atlanta, and the, the entire contract, maybe the Patriots would have been players, but I think that everybody kind of backed off for that week except for Tennessee. So before I let you go, and then we'll catch up during the summer, Tom, what, what is the re- real, real expectation? Here? Real. What, what, what do you got for me? Like Because this, this, this team could win a division if they get the oh, right yeah. quarterback play. I mean, because the defense seems to be young and doing their job and knowing how to do your job. Right, like that, that that it's that side of the, uh, the the ball that they, in terms of remaking and retooling, that they have to worry about the least. I would mm-hmm. say, how how real with the the Bills now sitting uh, astride this division with a, a studly quarterback like Josh Allen? What do you got for me on that front? The Patriots might have had anywhere between the 29th and 32nd most talented rosters in the NFL last year, and they still won seven games. They had. No tight ends. When I mean to, no tight ends, they had no tight ends to throw to. Their wide receivers is not a team in football who, especially once Edelman got hurt, that would have said, we'll take those guys, any of those guys. So they've now brought in two of the top ten tight ends. They've brought in capable wide receivers. They've got a rookie quarterback. They have Trent Brown back to play tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, they've improved with Matthew Judon. Dante Hightower's come back. Kyle Duggar is going to be a pro bowler at least. You have, if Gilmore comes back and you have Henry Anderson up front, I mean, it's just they stacked their team. So this is an 11 or 12 win team, I think, Rich. And I had them at 8 and 8 last year. Mm-hmm. They're good. 
They're going to be good. They're going to be good. What do you got for me before you want to leave uh, Brockman? You want to ask a question? Yeah, Tom, I just want to ask you, like, from a fan's perspective, if Bill likes Mac Jones as well as it seems like he does, right? Mm-hmm. Why not just cut Cam now and, like, hand the reins over to the guy? It's a great question. He, he likes him, but I think he loves Cam because Cam is actually, in many ways, representative of what Bill wants from Patriots players. Believe it or not, he is eating the financial poop sandwich with no bread. That's my third poop reference. Nice. <laughs> with no bread throughout this. I mean, he's making $5 billion. He is showing up for everything. He is doing everything that Bill asks. And that's a great example. Additionally, I think that the chemistry and the karma of the team, karma not right, but just the overall chemistry of the team, these guys really are gravitating to Cam, even though he is limited. So I think Bill wants to, to let it play out, and he wants to give himself a fallback, because even if Mac Jones isn't ready, the one thing Cam can do is he can even things up because you play 11-on-11 with a running quarterback. So no reason to, to, to push all your chips onto the, the Mac Jones number right now. But isn't Mac Jones operating a different offense? We, I guess the more typical Brady run uh, McDaniels offense than... Well, yeah, run? we'll definitely have to see in camp what kind of stuff they're running. But I cannot imagine there's going to be many you know, read options that, that Mac Jones is running, although you know, Cam didn't do a lot of it either, and Mac Jones did do some of that at Alabama. So that's going to have to be TBD. Um, but there is a different way of, of coaching that. And Bill talked about that a lot back in you know, 2000 when Michael Bishop was here. And, and the, you know, you have to split the reps so that everybody's getting stuff that makes them good and prepared. So it's absolutely worth watching. But, but it is too early to go lopping off camp. All right, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. Really All appreciate right, it. Have a great summer. You got it. That's Tom yeah, Curran. Who does not throw, uh, you know, verbal bouquets around? Twelve win team. That seems, Twelve that win seems team. high. That but Twelve win team, man. The defense is going to be top five. I think Look that's not out. Overstatement. I want to take a break, and when we come back, Mac Jones starting. How that changes the dynamic of a lot of things. Eight four four two zero four. Rich. We'll hit that when we come back too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Did you need your arm twisted to do this again? The Jason Bourne? No, well, with Paul Greengrass, the director, coming back, yes. not at all. I mean, that was really my, that was the one, <clears throat> the one kind of caveat I had was I, I really wanted it to be him, you know, directing it. You were 29 when this first started. Now you're in your mid-40s, getting all rocked up like you did. Yeah, 
in this. Do we do we need to test you, Matt? Did you take? No, you know? no, I should have. What that might have made it made it easier. There, there's <laughs> not in my experience. There's not you know if you're not going to take anything, which I'm not. The the um, there's no. It's the same workout that it was when I was 29. It's just you know it's just a very strict diet, two a days in the gym, and it's you know. There's no, it's just all work. Like there's no, you know, right. there's no, there's no shortcut. And then just, so you just cut out what sugars? Meat? By the I'm end, like, it's I'm like, fascinated by, by the this, end, by it's the just protein and vegetables and no carbs at all. And just, you know, two workouts a day. And I mean, it was, it was, it was a lot of work. For how many weeks, months did you have to do that? Well, I was in shape. I got in shape for the Martian and then, and then yeah. for this uh, movie I did in China. And then, and then about 10 weeks out, I kind of ramped up even more. And so it was um, to try to get under, you know, down below eight than like 7% body fat. Just, it was more about body fat than like weight or anything. So when you were done shooting, what was the first meal that you had? When you're done shooting, oh man! I mean, no. For me, it's Italian food. If I, you know, pasta and you know, bread, pasta, red wine, chicken parm. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That that's what kills them. My kids love to eat that. So like sometimes when we order out, we'll get this, you know, this chicken palm and this parm and this pink pasta that they like, and it's just like, you know, plating it for them. It's just like, (laughs) you know, I start shaking. I'm just wondering if the Boston and you just came out. I just, I think I just heard it chicken said, palm. Said, I, I didn't, didn't just say, hear that. I didn't say chicken palm. I didn't say chicken. <laughs> I thought you just said that. Just I like did. Said. I said chicken, but I, but I, it was a, it was. I forgot the R. It just, wasn't that. It uh, was. Hey, I'm the, I'm the same way, you know. And when uh, I, when I go back to the old school days, of I love I chicken up. palm, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> What's the one ro- uh, role from your filmography that you'd want to repeat again? If I gave you a choice that you get to well, be I've that done this one four times. Other than Jason Bourne. <laughs> you know, I, well, there's two, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, the older you get, the better you get at this. And, and, um, and so in a way, I think most actors would answer all of them. Like I'd love to go back and, sure. and try again at all of these because I know I could iterate on what I did and improve on it. Um, would you like to see what Will Hunting is doing right now? Is any curiosity right I now? Would, we would never bring that back. I mean, no, no, I don't think you could do anything but, but ruin that one. Um, you know, and, and I th- it, had an, it, had a, it had the ending we wanted and it's up, up, to, up to the audience to kind of so you never want to you never want to fill in that blank. No, 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 no. Born Identity first in theaters 19 years ago today. Oh wow! That's Matt Damon on our show five years ago. Eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen show. All right, uh, let's put up the Patriots schedule. I'm not. We did already did the win. Did we do the win loss thing? Yeah, I don't we know. Did, we're yeah, gonna we, do that right now. You right. did it, but I did it. We did it. But I want it up on the screen so. If Mac Jones is the week one starter, how that changes the dynamic and the dynamic of in terms of the Patriots want you want to watch him, you want to see him, you want to talk about him, yeah, what what chances they have to win. You throw Mac Jones into the deep end, and that is a division rival. Um, week one, first career start. Home against Miami. These are the games you have to win. You have to win your division games at home if you want to have a shot of making the playoffs, regardless of a 16-17 game regular season. Uh, And Tua versus Mac Jones, the last two Alabama quarterbacks against each other. And by the way, it's not just like starting off that way. This is, you know, unless the Dolphins do go in some different direction with Tua, which we're constantly talking about, certainly with Deshaun Watson sitting out there still as a possibility, depending on so many different moving parts. 
that's the future. Tua versus Mac Jones twice a year. Yeah. And then week two is your first visit on the road in division to the Jets. Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones, which again is something that will be playing out for Oof. many years to come for sure in the fact of like, well, did the Jets do the right thing? Well, no, we got our we got our guy in the middle of the first round, so we'll just beat you up with your 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 your, your number two overall quarterback or with the, our fifteenth overall. Or the reverse. Or like, the reverse. Or like or the reverse. Pass makes I'm the right taking move, the negative Wilson point of view because amazing. I'm taking the negative point of view because that's my default. And then week three, week three if you put it up there one more time, week three is uh, New Orleans. Home for New Orleans. Home for Jameis. I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. Sean Payton coming in. And then week four. Holy oh, yeah. smokes. Woo. Brady. TB12. Battle of the Combine Bods. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Battle of the Combine At Houston, then Dallas. Mac Jones thrown into a deep end when, and you know, and it, clearly anybody you're taking on would be a deep end, but you know, his first nationally televised game as a New England Patriot quarterback would be welcoming Tom Brady into his house. Wow, you've got to feel like he's ready for all of that, which is why you keep Cam on your roster. I mean, for sure. You don't, I know what you asked of Tom Curran, and he called it a great question because it was a fascinating question as well. It's like if you love Mac as much as you love him now, as Curran said, just the first blush mini camps going into this mandatory mini camp, he said the Patriots were agog with Mac Jones, that he is way beyond what they even expected of a rookie to grasp what they want to do conceptually. And what they want to do conceptually, quite frankly, is not what Cam Newton brings to the table. Not anymore, no. Well, not even when he was with Carolina. I mean, the 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 passing game that Brady expertly managed, just mastered, that's what they want to do with Mac Jones. They don't want to read option stuff. That's just not what I don't know, that's not what they want to do. I think they want to do is they want to do what they did with Brady. Which was create five, matchup problems, yeah, five, seven, ball six, out, out, ball out, ball out, ball out, Let's ball go. out, and then run it down your throat. If that what if that's what it calls for, <laughs> hey, they used to do that with Brady all the time. Remember Jonas Gray? Who was the quarterback then out of Jonas Gray? Tom Brady. So it's just like the yeah. that's what they want to do. Hey, this this week calls for running it down your throat. This week calls for using the tight ends. This week calls for using the receivers. Having a quarterback who can handle all of that. Not saying Cam Newton does not. But Cam is inconsistent. Cam's become an inconsistent yeah. quarterback yeah. in this league um, and was towards the end of his stay in Carolina. And last year, we have no idea what was going on because of COVID. So I don't want to say last year's just another example of his in- inconsistency. But he is a former MVP. He is a guy who is a damn lead pipe wielding professional. I loved hearing what Tom said, Curran said, that the re- one of the reasons why Belichick loves him is for his professionalism. Love that because the lack of professionalism is what Cam was labeled with when he first came out of college about being an entertainer and an icon, his body language on the sideline. And the no tie thing and all that, remember? Well, and also, you know, uh, thinking twice about going for a fumble in Super Bowl 50. And how he responded after that Correct. Yeah. Correct. And his professionalism 
taking less than everybody else, but doing everything that's expected of him and more. That's why you keep him. That's why he might be your week one quarterback. And plus, if the cam that showed up in the first three weeks of last season shows up right here, we're, we're talking about Mac Jones getting a year of learning. It's what we're talking about. And I hope that happens. That is the best case scenario. Well, it doesn't happen if you trade him away right now. And who would take him anyway? And, and I, Well, I don't, they would have to just cut him and eat his No, they, but there's no point of it. There's no point of doing something like that. He's the guy that could be the guy, and he is the guy now. And if Mac Jones is blossoming, part of the reason why is he doesn't have to be the guy. Cam is there to, to shoulder that. Yes, but if Mac is eventually going to be the guy, just having Cam in the way is taking away reps from him. I don't think it's them in the way. He'll just be the backup. And if he doesn't like that, then that will be the end of that. And I'm a huge Cam proponent on this show. I wanted Cam in New England for a long time. But I also said, if you were going to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback, you should have never brought Cam back in the first place so you could be all systems go with him from the beginning. But they also didn't know the way the board was going to shake out, did they? when they had to sign Cam right away. And I think doing that was a, a, a good move. You also are um, maybe being a man of your word, too. I don't know. I, it makes no sense to to shake things up like that just because you have a sense of what the rookie could do. I think they're set up nicely. I really do. But you do. do think Mac Jones starts this year at some point, right? I Just look at last year, Cam... You know, I know Cam got sick with COVID, but he also gets banged up. He puts his body out there still like he's 20. Yeah. I think invariably he will get in there and maybe, just maybe. He's also the size of a defensive end playing quarterback. I know that. Which is unlike any other one. Maybe Mac Jones grabs it and doesn't give it go like another guy. I can't keep saying just like another guy and then when that other guy is Brady. I mean, the you got to, that, that's the expectation level. You know, that's the expectation level that he's going to have to handle. Certainly if they throw him out there week one and he's going against Tua and Miami and that defense that Miami puts on the field is terrific. Don't forget they're a second place team for a reason. Well, didn't, Br- didn't Brady come in? He came in against the Jets, obviously, but wasn't that week two? Yeah, it was. And they play the Jets week two this year. Like the parallels between Brady and Mac Jones are just, they're so eerie. So far. So far. See you in 20 years. No, you hope, man. Yeah. <laughs> you hope. I, 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 the Patriots fascinate me, man. They, they fascinate me for so many reasons. And, you know, and then the, there's the Bills and the Dolphins sitting at the top. And, you know, and who knows with the Jets? Who the hell knows? Who I would the say the happiest knows? team and fan base have to be the Bills right now. Nobody's talking about them. And they're well, like a low-key Super Bowl uh, contender. I, I think Bills fans uh, chafe at that. We've got one at the controls of this program right now. But they have an MVP candidate, and they should have legit Super Bowl hopes. I was about to say to Hoskins, take 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 Brockman's camera if this chafes at you. Or <laughs> there it is. There's Brockman on Peacock, everybody. I think Bills fans want their respect. I think yeah. Bills fans want to be talked about as Super Bowl contenders. You know, I think they want to be talked about as Super Bowl contenders because they deserve to be not like higher register. Hey, man, maybe they can do it. They got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. They got one of the best wide receivers in the league. They have one of the best coaches, coaches in the league. They've got a terrific defense. 
Hour number three, Ariel Hawani and NBA Overreaction Monday coming up. Zach Wilson's wearing number two. Oh. For the Jets. Was that his college number? Uh, you got me. That's a crazy thing, man. I I, I know nothing about this kid's uh, college. I, I He wore number one at BYU. Well, maybe he's number two because that's his overall draft choice. I don't know. I, I looked it up. Uh, all-time Jets wearing number two. Um, there's only been six wearers of number two beforehand. And two of them in 1979 and 1963 didn't even make the team. Raul Alegre in 1991. Raul Allegre. God bless you. <laughs> um, it's a name. Yep. Last person to do it was uh, Nick Folk. And Jason Myers, so the last two are kickers. You uh, getting the kids number two, Wilson? Uh, no, no, no. As you know, as you know, they're <laughs> Patriot fans in our household. I know. I just took I, I I I took the Yankees and every you know. That's not going well at the moment. No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry, it's too easy. Well, dude, uh, I don't know. So. I mean, I I you know. Just look in the mirror with all eight home runs that uh, the Blue Jays hit in Fenway Park yesterday. I think they just hit another one. So the Rays are running away with the East right now. Yeah. Well, we're all telling each other we suck. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. You know? <laughs> big. I mean, nobody's talking about it, but a big game tonight. Tyra Glass now versus Lance Lynn. Rays, I know, yeah. Rays, yeah, White, Rays Sox. And White Sox is tonight, right? That's uh, going to be a two-hour, ten-minute game. Is tonight the night they start checking for stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, question. That was the rumor. Speaking of glass now. Oh, my God. Is, is he one of them, too? Is that what you're no, saying? I'm just saying he's oh. been out of this world this year. Well, there so was a I, book that came out that said that the Astros were, that, that were using stuff against the Rays in 2019, and the Rays were so ob- obsessed with it that they couldn't even play baseball. Oh, and they God. lost a game five in Houston. Oh, my God. We just play baseball like we did when we were kids. I'd love it. <laughs> like, you know I mean? I'd love it. Yeah, spider tack is for your home contractor. Yeah. Not for your starting pitcher at home. Gosh. <laughs> right? Spider tack is to put cinder blocks together, not uh, strikes. <laughs> Can we do that? Your kids weren't using spider tack last night? No. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we put them on the wiffle balls in our backyard. Damn straight. I'm learning them up right. I got to get nine-figure contracts.